Welcome to Dr. Live. I'm your host, Scoot, and wow, we're in a Titanic tussle here. It's uh, day three of the bull, and we're going to do a live show for uh, Saturday's races. I'm joined by the Noonan boys, uh, Nico, the uh, regular on the show, and his brother, uh, Trav Noonan, who's been uh, helping steer the ship. And uh, tell you what, he's been a massive uh, addition to the team with his um, jumps prowess. You've been seeing him like beach balls over the sticks. Uh, <laughs> If we had it just been launching on the jumps, I think we'd be uh, up around the half million dollar mark. But uh, <laughs> these very scary stuff betting in the jumps racing. But uh, you are in form. How are you going? Day three into the carnival. It's a big. Uh, it's a big few days. It is a big three uh, three days, Scoot. And, uh, look, I'm actually pretty fresh. I think we're pretty good heading into the final day. Hopefully, we can find a winner of the annual. That's that's what we want to do. Um, but looking forward to not only today but the the weekend. I think Saturday is really good across the, just this couple of states. So looking forward to seeing what Tommy Turbo has to say a bit later. Yeah, it's going to uh, heat up. The Gold Coast under a uh, a big weather cloud. I think there's about uh, in some areas of southeast Queensland there's about 400 mil forecast. I know it's uh, raining up there today. There's 25 mil on Friday, and I think there's another six mil on Saturday. So. Uh, they just haven't had much respite up in uh, southeast Queensland. I'm a Gold Coast uh, local now, but um, make sure you uh, you check your, I guess, your weather forecast for uh, the Gold Coast. It looks pretty clear in Adelaide, so we'll cover a couple of those uh, big races there, Behemoth's back in the, in the McKay Stakes, and then also the Group 1 at Robert Sangster. Um, Johnny Waltz is going to uh, jet in for the last day of the stream here. We're going to have a look at Gosford. I tell you what, Mug, 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 Mug Punner, he's back up and about, uh, Mr. Mozart last week, and I think he's just starting to morph into uh, Johnny Waltz's protege. They sort of go back and forth on the <laughs> Twitter sphere, and I think it's a bit of a uh, broke back mountain love affair, more so. They uh, pretend to hate each other, but uh, Mug's just morphing into Johnny Waltz's understudy, so we'll hear from him and his uh, Mug moral later, but uh, we've also found a bit of a pin-up boy for one of our sponsors, Manscaped. Old Willie Clark and doesn't mind uh, a bit of the uh, the button undone, a bit of uh, Emmanuel Macron, the French president. He loves to get the chest hair flowing out the top. But uh, Manscaped 20%. If you have uh, got a little bit of a Wolverine or a jungle on the chest or downstairs, um, maybe you need the uh, the Will Clark and treatment and get the lawnmower out and uh, just shave down the chest and the plums downstairs. You a big uh, body shaver, uh, T Dogs? Can't say I am. <laughs> I tell you what, Nico Noonan, you got a hot date on Friday night. You might have to get the Manscaped going for uh, Friday. <laughs> might have to get some uh, free samples over here. But um, yeah, big few days coming up. We got to finish strong today, and then we're on to a big day. What Saturday? Like T Dog said, there's racing plenty over Australia. Bazaki's running. Um, some really good races over in Adelaide. So no rest for the wicked, is there? Just straight into it today, and then was straight into the form last night for a lot of these races. Uh, there's a few angles at Caulfield. It's the same though. It's predicted. 15 mils of rain tomorrow and then six mils on Saturday. So um, I think a few of the states might be a bit wet there Saturday. Mm, it's going to be fascinating. Oh, well, you got Friday night to get over with the uh, the date. So uh, that's been the big revelation, hasn't it? We've learned a couple of things in the stream. The bull's about, I guess, bank management, patience. We're on the canvas uh, day one, day two. We've uh, clawed our way back. We had a couple of massive swings on uh, showmanship and Tom Dabbing's thing, frantic fringe in the last. But um, we've also learned that you've got there's a new lady in your life as well. So been a uh, big couple of days in the stream. DK, he's uh, he's not in for the show tonight, for this morning, but um, 
he'll be in for the full uh, length stream a little bit later on. So I think he's doing a bit of daddy daycare duties and uh, we've given him the day off. He's uh, He's been a bit of a roller coaster. He's uh, just quite a character, isn't he? Was he? Good when yesterday. you see the, you got the full DK experience. Absolutely we did. We got DK <laughs> on a low on day one and DK on a high on day two. So I don't know what we'll get day three. Hmm. It's going to be uh, going to be good fun. I'm sure uh, him and Walt will uh, tear each other apart. Uh, big thanks to uh, Top Sport who have been taking all our action with the Punters Club. Um, they're mad enough to take us not only on in the bulldozer, but uh, the Federal Election uh, Punters Club is about 17k in that one. And so uh, Nick Tedeschi's already uh, fired off about five bets. So jump into our Discord channel if you want to see what he's done in the election betting markets. And I think we're going to close that one finally for the final time at 5 p.m. on Friday tomorrow. So we're recording the show, obviously, on the Thursday. Nico, hat tip last week. You got us off to a fly with Hellhound. Uh, nice little win there. It uh, took him a while to wind up, but uh, got the chocolates and uh, was heavily back to $2.20 into $1.60. Let's see if uh, you can kick us off in the right manner again. Caulfield this Saturday, as you said. And let's have a quick look at the market. Uh, thanks to Top Sports, Sig Positano is the favourite here, $4.80. Blazer Trail, $5.50. Gallinus, $6.50. Uh, Maritana, $10. Destination from the Godolphin Yard, $14. Um, show some decor and $14. And then Crestani, $15. Can't be done in similar quote. And uh, that about rounds out the chances. We're going to have a look at uh, the Paddy Payne runner here. Last start, Sig Positano in the purple. Yeah, with the yellow cap, just sort of blending in down the middle there, Billy aboard. Um, this is a pretty strong race down the straight. Uh, Beef Hunter, uh, Hunter ends up winning it. Um, sort of Rock Rib was thereabouts in the placing. Zach the Boss ran well. He kind of loomed into this race and I thought looked the winner about here, but I think he just probably peaked on his run. Um, the sectionals probably backed that up. You know, for the two, he's the third fastest the race. To the post, he's the fourth fastest. So I think he just peaked on his run there late. He won second up last prep. Um, at Packenham, where he would have been a moral beaten if he didn't get out very late, but he's got a good second up record and he likes wet tracks. That's where you're going to see the best of this horse. Four goes on heavy ground for two wins, 10 goes on soft ground for two wins, three seconds and a third. So I think that's where he does do his best racing. You get Mick D board here, um, my nemesis, but hopefully Mickey D can uh, get one on the board for us. And I think just with the map, the way this race play, may play out, he gets a pretty soft run here from barrier number six. And there doesn't look too many dangers, I didn't think. Blazer Trails first up. It was the jump out was okay. Um, I think he's probably better on top of the ground than if it's real wet. And aside from that, I didn't really find too many dangers. Gallinus is racing well, but he's got to bring his Tassie form over to Victoria, whereas Sig Postiano is, you know, a legitimate Saturday class horse here in Victoria. So I think it's sort of 480. I was surprised it was 480. Um, if you get my stuff, I sort of thought he was a horse to follow out of the yard, even from last start now. I thought, oh, we're probably going to have to take $3 or something. But it looks like every box is going to be sort of ticked for him on Saturday. Good map, wet track, um, second up record, and he's still 480. So uh, on a day where Caulfield was a little bit tricky, there looks a few sort of chinky favourites and, and the like. Given it's off-season racing, I thought that this was a horse who should definitely be shorter and uh, definitely needs to be uh, have a good look at. Are you seeing from the same hymn book there, T-Dogs? You read it the same way? Oh, I've got to admit, I haven't done a lot of work for Caulfield yet, Scoop. <laughs> but um, look, I do like MD when he goes with uh, P Payne. They seem to have a good combination, especially in uh, Metro Melbourne. And yeah, Nico's made a fair case as to why he could certainly stick up for this horse. He's, he, the second up record for me is probably the thing that stands out most with him. It's a, as you know, you'd sort of think with a benchmark 78, 1400 metre event, it's pretty competitive. 
uh, well, 1,200 metre race, but uh, it's a pretty competitive race. I thought the horse here to me that, well, you know, just looking at the prices maybe as well, that you could maybe have a look at Nico's Destination at sort of $13. Yeah. One of my boyfriends of a past life, um, I've sort of dropped off him this prep. I thought his last run was okay at Caulfield. He has had two runs at like 1,000 and 1,100, so maybe he's just looking to get out to 1,200. There's not heaps in his closing figures this prep. Um, first up, he was okay. Last start, he hit the line well enough, but you know he's not ripping home in the fastest sectionals or the race or anything like that. But I think uh, the potential of a wet track may suit him as well, just getting back you know, softer ground. But Jay Childs can't hurt, can he? He's absolutely flying Geordie, so... Look, he's, he's a horse, you're either here nor there. Destination at 14, you could probably have a little look at him if he brings his best. But um, I think Sig Postiano is the one that's real suited if it gets very wet and chopped up, which it could. Mm. Yeah, I think it's worth noting that you touched on Jay Childs. Saturday at Caulfield, all the big guns are either in the Gold Coast or in Morpherville. Mm. So a rider like Jay Childs on Saturday becomes extremely valuable. Yeah, he's got, what, 20% his last 50. He's nearly... You know, one and two, he's thrown into a place. Play strike rate, 48%. He's profitable this season with over 500 rides going at 16%. The last 12 months is very similar. He's going at 16%. So, um, yeah, he's just he's having a real good time of it. Mm. And, yeah, really good point you make with uh, the jockeys. So happy to uh, take, I guess, the, the Bs and the Bs together, the B-grader jockeys, and uh, if they're sort of down a, a level there. So good point there. All right, let's click along to uh, race eight at Caulfield and uh, the McKent. Yard has got the favourite here, the claimant. This is a horse that I back last start, and I think it'll be more suited to 2,000 metres. Uh, still needs to show a little bit more, I would have thought. 480 to 460. Elmer Z is $6. A Yapet is $750. Blushing Tycoon is $10. Pretty amazing, $10. Elksling is 11 in from 14 and then Emperor of France, $12. And then you've got Hollywood Park, $18. And, uh, the Amazonian $20 and much, much better. The rest, uh, the replay we're going to have a look at here is Emperor of France in the green with the, uh, the pink hat here, Nico. Yeah, big white blinkers sort of blending down the middle. The Wild Runner Power Song runs today at Waterville, so we'll get a bit of a guide on how this form um, will sort of stack up. I think this horse has got the big tick over a few of his rivals. He's out of a very fast run 2,000 metre race and he drops in the weight. He's out of a race where they went what, to the 600. The leader's gone 11.6 lengths above. He's the strongest late in that race, which would suggest to me that he's probably going to be even better over further. He's pricked on the line there. That was a pretty soft win. Now he gets Alana Kelly, probably the best apprentice in Melbourne. He goes 58.5 kilos to 52 kilos. I would imagine with that weight drop in the claim, there's every chance he can settle closer here in a race that's probably not going to be as fastly run. Um, even his second up run at Packenham, over the mile, he got back and sort of charged the line there. He started 480, ran some really good sort of late closing splits um, for the race and also relative to the day, the 17th fastest last 200. So I think staying at 2000, coming out of what could be the best platform um, race where they've gone real quick early, he just may be a horse that doesn't have that many chinks to him here. The big weight drop looks suitable. As I said, we can see how that form sort of stacks up with Power Song today at the Bull. Um, I'm pretty sure that horse's name is. And there's sort of a few of these. They have probably potentially more ability than him, but, um, you know, a horse like Yafet, even the favourite, the Clement, I just think they may be better sort of next prep, whereas this horse just seems like he's right on the scene now. It looks like he's absolutely flying. And I just love the big weight drop. Um, I was really looking for that, especially if the track gets a bit wetter. He's had he's had some really strong support throughout his whole career. Like his, his SP profile is enormous. Like his debut run, he didn't jump out that well. 
and they just wanted to back him. Started 280, starts 550 first start, 480. Last start he went around $12, but obviously a bit, bit of a wrong price there. So yeah, I thought he was a pretty easy bet here at sort of double figures. Mm. T-Dogs, anything, Ted? No, oh, I really like this find, actually, Nico. We, we haven't t- talked at all about the Caulfield races, so this is just like hearing the first thoughts from you, which is very unusual for us on a Thursday. But <laughs> um, it, he also ticks a little bit of a system we've been running on punting form for a good sort of 12 months, and that is horses who have a nearly, I think it's a six-kilo swing, oh, it's a four-kilo swing on last start and a claiming under the minimum next time in Metro Melbourne. So... I don't know if I've explained that completely the best. No, but, I got it. Um, so because he's dropping from 58 and a mm. half to 52, he fits the sort of system of, you know, being four kilos or more than last uh, swing than last start. And Alana Kelly, I think Apprentice is claiming in the, off the minimum. I found, especially in the winter months last year, extremely profitable. Mm. These are the sort of horses you want to be finding. Yep. And they're the horses the market will find. Like I can't see this starting sort of $12, this is definitely got to have to have support off the figures it produced last start and just how well it gets in at the weights. Um, and he's, he's rock hard fit, whereas a few of these, like the Climont, he's coming up to 2,000 metres. Al Zemi's had a bit of a break. Uh, you know, Yafet missed the run last time at Cranbourne. So um, he ticks a lot of boxes, Emperor of France. I'm with you though, Scooty. I, I do like the Climont as a horse. I think he's got a, a lot of ability. Um He's really starting to put it all together. Preble from 10, he should just, you know, get him midfield and sort of peel out towards the, the wider lanes. Um, 2,000 metres, I think, will really suit him. It's just whether this this has come up a little bit too soon for him mm. at that sort of... But he's, I don't think he's a poor price to find out at sort of nearly $5 because I do think he's... You could nearly back both if you were keen enough to do that because he was... He wasn't giving much hope last start, was he? Like, no, he, he wasn't putting the race at all. Buried back on the fence when the whole race is moving around him. And then uh, you could make a fair ch- case. He nearly should have won that race. Um, mm. He also gets the weight drop as well, just no apprentice. Yeah, and he's had two runs at the mile. So I guess he is sort of well set up getting to 2,000 metres. And Mick can, of course, such a good trainer when they get out to that 2,000 metre plus range. Now, I took double figure odds. That's why I didn't win last start. That's why they didn't put in the race. But I spoke to uh, post race, or I asked post, I asked pre race. I said, Oh, what's, is there a wrap on this horse? And they said, Yes. I said, Oh, beauty. So I dived in. And then uh, after the race, I said, Oh, geez, no intent there. I said, What, what a debacle that was. And they said, Oh, no, don't worry. They're going to set it for the Queensland Derby. Derby. I'm like, Well, any danger you tell me before. Like, I don't want to be backing it here. I got last start when it's uh, Queensland Derby band. So, if it uh, it might jump out of the ground this start, and uh, but it may be like a foundation race for the, uh, the Queensland Derby. So Canane Junior, interesting to watch the market on this one. Yeah, I was going to say, can't see him in the market in the Queensland Derby with top sports. So they they might they might have bet fifty somewhere, <laughs> and it may maybe twenty six dollars <laughs> now. <laughs> someone someone might have knocked it off, but I wouldn't know who they were. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't know who they are. Uh, all right, let's have a quick look at Adelaide. We've got no bagman. He's got other duties uh, at the moment, but uh, the uh, the McKay Stakes over there has got the big boy Behemoth, uh, three ninety favourite. Bo Ross of five dollars. Ironclad seems back to his brilliant best, five dollars. Dexalation seven dollars. Uh, the Inferno ten. Asar eleven. Sava to Excel. Real yo-yo horse. This is typical of uh, a McAvoy runner and Frankie Pino uh, put us out of action in the Wongoom with uh, Matty Lloyd yesterday also at $13, and you can get much better the rest. Uh, you boys may not have had a look at this, but uh, 
I thought the the horse to beat here um, is 55 kilos. Dexalation looked a uh, a backable price at sort of seven dollars, and I was willing to sort of take Behemoth on at the quote. Ironclad maybe looking for a little bit further now. I'm not sure, but um, any early thoughts looking at that market or haven't even given it a look? No, no. I gave this race a bit of a look last night. Uh, it's a race of sort of. With Behemoth at 62 kilos, um, you know, he's not used to running in these sort of races as a quality handicap. So horse like Ironclad, you know, nine times out of ten would never meet him at this weight scale. But, um, you know, it gets six and a half kilos off him. And then you're looking at a horse like Dexalation gets seven off him. Um, so that he just meets them all a lot worse. And for Behemoth, this is just a hit out for the Goodwood. Um, you know, he hasn't had a official trial this campaign and I think it's hard to step into him knowing how he's gone his last two starts I thought he was really disappointing first up in Adelaide I thought he had every chance our last campaign this is to beat Kemal Passer in the Durbridge and then I don't know what you make of his run in the oar like he sat outside Tofano who won the race and he Mm. just kept going backwards so well your brother put a texter through him he just said this is a horse this horse is gone is he still gone yeah, I don't know if you want to be backing him um, on Saturday. So I couldn't back him. Comes into this off no trial either, from what I can sort of gather. Yeah. So, yeah, where he's sort of at, there's there's got to be every chance he drifts, doesn't there? Like $3.90. Um, it's got to be a tune-up run. It has to be. And exactly, like he's 1,100 metres. Like I know he won, he's won the Durbridge and that before at these sort of trips, but they're different races to what he's facing there on Saturday. Like A lot of the time it was just him and Camel Pastor and nothing else that had a chance. Here it's like... Okay, you got Sabatu XL, you know, he's a group one winner. The Inferno's a group one horse. Bo Ross is a group one horse. Ironclad has the scope and uh, potential to be, you know, of nearly that level. And I'd, I'd say Dexalation, you wouldn't say he's much worse a horse than Kemal Parsons. Like Dexalation nearly won the Wongoom last year. Like, yeah, know, he's a very consistent he's horse. He's consistent, so. exactly. Horse that kind of interests me here, I'm very fascinated to see how he goes first up is Asar. Uh, Craig Williams on board for Ben and JD Hayes just didn't all work out for him last preparation and they sort of tr- tried to press onto a golden eagle and I don't know they've just reset him this campaign I- I'll sort of like the trial recently at Wodonga and there's just a-, a few things here like he has to fire this campaign uh, crossover noseband goes on tongue tie goes on I think he could sprint really well fresh I could imagine he could be midfield here and really powering to the line um, if he sort of gets out to sort of 20 to 1, he's a horse I could definitely back in the race. But I'm sort of with you, Scooty. I think those horses sort of away from the, the top weights of Behemoth, certainly a, a huge chance. If I'm looking at this market, I think Ironclad definitely jumps favourite. I think the 550 is a big price right now, given the figures he produced first up, sort of his SP profile long term. And he's got Jay Carr, so there'll be plenty of people interested in Jay Carr come race seven, Morfordville. Um, yeah, like he's gone to a career peak first up on the punting form data, which uh, may have been race shape dependent. Like he's never really seen too many super fast run races in his life. But, um, you know, given that, but again, this is 1,100 metres. I don't know. I was kind of... Oh, well, I'll say might think he prob- he'll probably firm. I don't know if I'd want to back him because yeah. 1,100 metres is, is a bit scary for a horse like this who's a... A proven fourteen hundred meter mile. Yeah, it looks like well, a miler, but and I think that's he's what, a bit sharper now. Exactly, and maybe they're just training him a little bit different. He's had some issues, and maybe they can't get the work into him to get over a di- different trip. So if they keep him on the lighter side, keep him on the fresher side, maybe he's just become a 1100, 1200 meter horse because the horse has always had extreme talent, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. 
Hundred percent. I guess the other horse we have to make some sort of mention there is Bo Rossa, um, Will Clark, and is he a bit this like behemoth though? Like eleven hundred meters. Eleven hundred is probably on the short the side wood. for him, but he at least has a win at the track and distance at eleven hundred meters. And he did win the Lightning Stakes, I think, at Morphville thousand fifty last preparation. Mm. He's a very deadly horse when he's when he's right. And uh, from Barrier Two, you'll get a suck run here. He loves Morphville. He's never run poorly here in his life. So this is a really good race. I'm not dropping off the Inferno yet. It was mm. that was a tough day out of that shoot to make ground at Sale. I know Brooklyn Hustle did it, but. Mm. He was well supported there in the betting. Tongue tie goes on. The jump outs leading into that suggested that he was going very well. I just think how many chances do you give a horse like him though? He needs to he needs to do it, doesn't he? This preparation. Really? Like he's had one bad run at well, average run at sale where it was tough to make ground. The other runner nearly fell. And aside from that, his only bad run here in Australia is in the Everest. Like yeah, maybe I'm being a bit hard. You go back to the Moyer and he runs second a wild rule over a thousand meters. Like he's a proper like get back, run on sprinter. You're gonna know what you cop there. It'll be charging late, but Zara sticks. I don't know. I thought there was enough there at sort of ten dollars. Like there's every chance he's the best horse in this race. Mm, he's just maybe. probably gonna get back to his best. Uh, there's a lot of angles to that race. I think the main one though is just to take on Behemoth. I think so. And then I think if if you've got real big plums, I think you might lame the lame and then lame the place as well. Is it? I could see missing a place in this if he is gone like. You, you sort of suggested last prep, which was proven correct. Like, he's completely gone, and if this is just a barrier trial, there's a, a lot of these horses are, uh, are probably there to win, mm. other than him. All right, let's have a quick look at uh, the Robert Sangster before we get uh, Turbo Tommy on the line. But uh, the favourite here in the Robert Sangster is September Run. She's sort of back. 460, uh, Bella Nipatina, pretty consistent. 650, away game. Uh, real uh, target type uh, setup sort of, sort of horse, isn't it? She just goes goes around sort of trying to pinch the big ones. Eight dollars, Brooklyn Hustle ten, uh, Gentia. That's uh, a horse that we've backed before. Twelve dollars, Instant Celebrity. Twelve dollars, Snap Dancer. One of Waltz. Thirteen dollars, Bella Vella. Back in business last start. And Kayla Sticks. Fourteen dollars, Hearsey. Sixteen dollars. I think uh, I think it was one of the Mug Punners tips last time. And, and all bander. Shy Lowe's interesting at uh, $21 over this sort of distance. Um, I had a quick look at this race. I thought Brooklyn Hustle was a really good uh, run at sale. Uh, I think no one was chasing that tear away in the boat, but uh, she was sort of trapped wide and sort of boxed on really well. I think she finds an extra leg over at Morfittville, uh, gets Jay Carr, which is another big tick. Um, and Jamie's ridden her to victory over there before. And the horse that uh, seemed big odds and is really good second up. So she's had a pipe opener. It was uh, Instant Celebrity at $12, so in from 13 So the price has just shifted there. But uh, yeah, I'll declare my hand there. I had a, a tiny bet on uh, Brooklyn Hustle and Instant Celebrity already when I had a squeeze at this race. Yeah, Instant Celebrity, of course, won the race last year, got up along the fence for Willow, had a really good run through. And uh, now she's probably gonna have to circle the field. This is a race meaning um, the Sangster that um, I've sort of just gone back and looked at a few last night. You, they can get up along the inside. It's a, they're so competitive, these mares. If you've got to loop the field, I think it can be a bit of a challenge. Mm. Um, I sort of wanted to focus on horses that I know are probably going to get soft runs back towards the inside. I think one of them is a way game, drawn one um, with Linda. Sort of at eight dollars fifty, um, you know, you talk a Brooklyn Hustle, sort of an eight dollar fifty chance. She's got a much better racing pattern than Brooklyn mm. Hustle, and you know, you saw, saw last campaign she ran a brilliant race in the Oakley Plate, which is arguably like the premier form 
you know, Marabi's probably the premier mare sprinter in Australia at the moment. Um, she didn't, you know, run to her best in the galaxy, but uh, I think there's a, a real chance here that away game gets a really nice run. And I think the market's going to have a good look at her here at sort of 8.50. Um, I, I like her here, Nick. I think this is a real set play from Marius just mm. to get the group one. She hasn't got one on the CV yet. She's easy to find, isn't she? Like, there's so many runs in her career where you go, oh, she produces this, she can do this, and all that kind of stuff. Like, the run in the Oakley Plate, what was that? Pretty much first up. Um, I suppose she did have that sort of summer campaign, but even still, like, her run in Queensland was below par, but she did start $3. The, the other two runs, she's, like, right on the heels of Marabi, chasing her down. Maybe didn't just go in that heavy track in the Galaxy where she was disappointing, but now you get the freshen up. Meech seems to click with her, this horse. Um, she seems to really get the best out of her. Look, if it's ever going to be away games day, it's going to be like when she gets a soft run, produce late, like win by a neck kind of setup. I don't think she's going to no, disappear she, she away. she won't win by a margin. I don't think you'd find anything in this that's going to win yeah, by Yeah, exactly. Margin. I think the most talented horse in the field could be Argentia. Like there's every chance she is that. Um, the first up run was massive, but... I remember we talked about it on the show, the figure she ran, like, it was really strong, but it was because they went so fast early and just how much impact that would have on her for the rest of the campaign, and I think it probably did. Um, the run at Caulfield next start, she didn't get a lot of luck, but she probably still had a chance to beat Lavish Girl, and then same thing at Flemington. She kind of loomed, but Barb Raider got the better of her. Barb Raider's, you know, right up there with the best three-old fillies we've got after a run in the South Australian Oaks and her form across the spring. She's Unreal. probably in the Good horse. Top five, top ten, three-old fillies. If she can reproduce what she did first up here, I know she's going to have a tough ask sort of coming from the back, but the recent jump out at Mornington I thought was great. Zara's obviously gone to ride her. Like, he's committed to this filly. Um, her, her two wins at the moment are at 11 and 1,200 metres. So maybe yeah. she does have that sharpness still. I know she's by Frank Loud, Princess Cobra on second in a Caulfield Cup. Like, everyone knows that, but... You know, the writing's on the board that she could be a sprinter. Yeah, and look, they're a very good stable when they set one for a big race, uh, Team Friedman. You've got to respect that. I think she is a, probably another horse in the race you could entertain at sort of, what is she, $12. $12. Yeah. And I think that's how oh, I looked at the market and I was just like, well, September run, she, I couldn't trust her again. Bella Nipatina coming off uh, a couple of like, wet tracks and stuff like that. So I was a little bit cautious. And then away games, I guess, maybe a forgive off that wet track. But... I was happy. I think there's a lot of chances around sort of the uh, $10 mark that you can have a, have a sneaky little, yeah. little push into. I was I was looking for the fresh blood. I think it's, you know, we've dealt with September Arm, Balney Patina, Instant Celebrity, Bala Bala, Brooklyn Hustle. Like, they've been in the last three Goodwoods, haven't mm. they? Um, last three Sanctus. Like, it's time for something fresh to stick up. I think Argenti is one. I, I'm not dropping off Heresy. Last start, she just got way too far back in that solely run race. Like, it was a sit and sprint to the 600. She can't be sort of 10 lengths off on him, expect to run him down when the leader's going, you know, three lengths below to the 600. It's just too too hard an ask for her. Um, I think her last two runs have suggested that the closing speed she's shown sort of on the punting form diet, at least her last three, I think she's in the same boat as Agentia. She may just be a sprinter. And that's, she's shown elite level closing speed, mm. running home, you know, 12 and a half above, 11 and above her last two. Um, yeah, they'll be they'll be tough ask for him because you know, like you said, it can be a day where you want to get up the inside. But if the pattern changes or whatever, or it's a bit like last week where you can get down the middle. 
Um, I'll be backing both Argenti and Heresy. Just time for a bit of fresh blood, I reckon, in these mares ranks. Another award, obviously, uh, flies this track and trip. This is the toughest test to date. Got a pretty good turn of foot. Jay Eaton on. Knockout hope from, that's a question from the YouTube chat from Nick Bollard. Maybe a knockout. Maybe. Uh, I think key there is it's drawn barrier too. So if she can sort of suck up the rail. It could get a really soft run. Um, I definitely wouldn't be opposed to seeing Jess win a big race. Top chick, so uh, good luck to her with uh, probably one of her better chances she's had to win a big race there. I know it's 20s, but it's it's certainly flying, that horse. Mm. It's, a, uh, it's a big step up from Benchmark 78, Craig, but um, horse has definitely got to turn a foot and um, stranger things have happened for sure. All right, let's uh, let's get Tommy Turbo on the line and it's time for, uh, to talk Gold Coast. As I sort of mentioned earlier in the show, it's, uh, it's very wet up there. It's raining at the moment. It's 25 mil Friday. And uh, tell you what, Tommy, you got many much plans? Are you going to stick around after the races? Hollandale Stakes usually gets a bit loose on course from all reports. Oh, I think I'll be getting out of the track pretty quickly. I don't really like um, the Gold Coast Turf Club, to be honest. It's a bit of a oh, oh, low wow. joint. Oh, wow. He's just potted it straight off the top, Tommy. Mate, they got yeah. Nadesh. I think there's, there's, there's a track upgrade coming. There's a lot of infrastructure. Little Birdie might get a second headquarters. Yeah, well, I'm waiting, the, be careful I'm what waiting you say. for that infrastructure to be developed there. I was keen to come on here and talk about um, Nico's date tomorrow. Oh, yeah, he's just gone to stitch up. <laughs> it's it's got a real workout, hasn't it? I think he'll come up again today. Walt will get a hold of it. I'm, I'm in for a painful well, day, I reckon. We can stop talking about it if you just tell us where you're going. Where are you going to take her? Go to the drive-ins, actually. <laughs> drive-in cinema, you're that Tom, confident. Tommy Turbo did sort of suggest that in the chat, so I just I took, I took him up, you know? Wow, what a slitherer. What a great play, the drive-in cinema. Yeah. Oh, that is outstanding stuff. All right. Let's have a look at the silk stocking. Uh, yep. Nice little segue there. Uh, April Rain's a favourite here. Top Sport, $3.80. Yamazaki, $4.40. Mick Costa, I thought he trained his last horse uh, out of the Gold Coast, but up pops this one. Uh, Tommy can shed some more light on that. Cafe Royale is yep. uh, five fifty. And uh, the Sniffer is $6, if I've pronounced that correctly. <laughs> Uh, Bonham, $14. Starla, $17. Enterprise, Kieran, uh, $19. Adelaide is $20. And you can get uh, a similar quote about Stolen Jade and much better the rest. Yamazaki is the replay that we're going to have a look at. Won this race last year, and I do remember this horse. I think there it is uh, out wide with the big V, the Collingwood uh, colours with the big blaze. She loves this uh, course. Tommy? Yep. Yeah, it does look a target race first up of 1,400 metres. Um, Costa, that was his, I think it was his farewell race day before he goes to Dubai a couple of um, weeks ago. I think now, I think he's going to finish up in about three to four weeks. It's a pretty arduous process, um, transferring all those horses out of his stable and to their new trainers. But I just think the way this race sets up, she's got a hell of a lot of class against this race. It's got a really long tail. Um, Siesta Key should be your um, leader. Cafe Royale, she had 60 kilos there at Warwick Farm last start. Probably sit outside her. She's a bit of a chinky horse, Cafe Royale, but um, Nathan Doyle could have unlocked her this preparation. She's going to get the right run, but I just think Yamazaki from gate six with Huey on, probably lob midfield behind Zenifer, and I think she's just got a turn of foot that a lot of these don't have. Um, from the others, I thought April Rain's Probably going to be the best horse um, out of the race going um, into further into the preparation. But I just think um, a bit of cutout on wet tracks has been her um, kryptonite. And from the wide gate, I know she's got J-Mac, but 
Um, it's hard to entertain her kind of at the price and where she's going to get to from the gate. So I was happy to be with Yamazaki, which looks a tiger race and where she blow blow them away last year. Blew them I away last that- year. I think that uh, like the rain today and then 25 mil, the my backyard and like lots of lawns around the Gold Coast area are still absolutely drenched. So it'd only take that amount, like the soil is so wet. So topping that up, it could be absolutely bottomless Cactus, again. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Like if there's in, in areas where there's not direct like sunshine, you put your foot on grass up at the Gold Coast and the whole thing turns brown. It like, yep. it's just never recovered, and this this will just be the icing on the cake. So big, big uh, weather watch there, and uh, it could get a, a significant downgrade in track. And it's a good point with April rain; she uh, might be very uh, dubious on that surface. Uh, we'll have a quick look at uh, the market on Zaki: a dollar seventy, eight and six dollars. And uh, you've got a horse like Poly Grey that just sort of sneaks into it, who absolutely loves the wet. It's a grey, um, and was an emphatic winner last start, but. Um, Oh, what you, what's I guess in here first? Can uh, a horse like Ayrton jump from fourteen hundred first up to beat a horse like Zaki and, and hard fit probably Polly Gray on a real testing track? I'm, I I wouldn't be taking the six dollars about Ayrton. Seems a tough ask. I know we're we're team roll the dice here, but he's drawn fourteen fourteen up to eighteen hundred. Mm. They're obviously looking at bigger targets down the prep. You know, Jumbin Cup Q twenty two seems like they're going to be Ayrton's races. They may be the days he can turn the tables on Zaki. I suppose we're really going to find out how good Ayrton is. Um, we sort of said this last year when he went to Queensland and he, he failed one time and he won the other. Uh, look, $6, you'd think that that just... Drifts. That has to drift, doesn't it? They'll give him a buy, won't they, T-Dogs? You wouldn't knock a horse like this around. He may even scratch. I've got no idea, but I'm guessing. I think he, he's definitely running because he has to run in this to qualify for races like the Q22 and the okay. Doombin Cup. Um, which, look, I think he'd probably still get in those races on ratings alone, but it's a go to the Doombin Cup. He does need another run. Yeah. You know, he can't go 1,400 straight up to 2,000 metres. So, um, yeah, I think he, he has a real task ahead. I thought maybe if this was going to be run on a, a, a firmer surface than any drill barrier, you could you could maybe make some sort of case that he, he's got the upside against Zaki, but... Tommy, with the heavy track and, and the draw, he's got a huge task, doesn't he, Ed? Tommy? Yeah, exactly. And as you said, I think he's asked to an interview earlier this week to send him around because um, he needs to run for the Doom and Cup. Yeah, Trav's bang on the money there. I mm. thought Ed would, I mean, Zaki would go up shorter, to be honest. I'm surprised he's kind of at that seventy. I thought he'd be a bit shorter. Yeah, I guess a, a bottomless track might be the only thing that can... Uh bring him unstuck and a horse like Polygray, I look at that mark and I think I'd rather $10 Polygray. I'd rather just back both probably Zaki and Polygray and then just put a pen through the rest. Even still, like Zaki did run second last start on the day two of the championships from that track, it copped all the the rain and all the weather and they still managed to run the meeting. Like if that was a heavy 10, like if we went any higher in the ratings, it's probably like a heavy 15 that track, isn't it? So I don't know if that will hold him back too much. Like he proved last start, he'll get through the ground um he's probably just beat by the lanes there really yeah i was like turbo i kind of thought he'd be like a dollar fifty and you might sort of swing back the other way and say oh eight and you might get sort of eights maybe you could have something on but um dollar seventy does seem kind of appealing i'll get your top sport top up and uh just push the button and uh max Payne for tristan i'm tipping they'll be standing at uh dollar 77 with the top up yeah every sort of which way so i think uh that'd be the best way to play right race nine is a fascinating contest i'll tell you what I know nothing about Queensland form, but shooting for gold, 
I think is uh, a bit of a thousand meter horse. So if we've got a bottomless track uh, over 1200 meters, I know it's the Gold Coast, so a little asterisk there, but uh, shooting for gold 370 seems very, very short for mine uh, with a horse that's um, won most of his races on a good track. Orbison is uh, $3.90, Mass Destruction $10, Blondo $13, Salatine $13, Desert Lord $15, Soxagon uh, can bob up uh, $17, Last Chance $18, and Simplifies $20 and better the rest. We're going to have a look at the replay of uh, Mass Destruction with uh, the Australian Idol on board, Rub It All, and it's to ride this Saturday, but uh, here's a replay of Mass Destruction. Tommy? Yep, um, so he's in those... I'm not, not sure what syndication it is, but it's that blue and yellow colours, or grey colours, sorry, he's out the back. Um, it's important to note going into this race, he was like $6 in the market, and when he came into the yard, I think a lot of the big teams and whatnot were, decided to take him on. Um, he was very underdone coming into this run over 1,100 metres. He got back in a slow run race and reeled off some of the best sectionals of the meeting on a day where it was really hard to loop the field and that's him kind of flashing home late um i just think from gate one he's going to get the right run here he's got the platform from 1100 and it doesn't look too much speed up front and although his record on paper doesn't look too good on a wet track um he's got that light frame that you like to see on wet tracks where they don't carry too much condition that can bog them down so i was kind of thinking at the 11 dollar mark he was kind of a nice each way play um, I chose this race to preview because I thought there was a hell of a lot of angles. Um, as you said, Scoot, shooting for gold um, is a big question mark at the distance, um, especially going from 1,000 up to 1,200. Um, he's a little ripper, this horse. He's a line finder, but he does seem like he's a 1,000, 1,100-metre specialist. Um, the current favourite, Orbison, um, he was another horse with a lot of question marks. Um, 300. 33 days off, um, coming off an injury. He's never had a run on a Saturday. All his runs have been in the midweeks and on a Sunday. And he comes here with a really weird gear change that I'll get your guys' opinion on. Blinkers pre-race only. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting gear change. Um, that, uh, I haven't heard of that ever, I don't yeah. reckon, Tommy. But the other thing with Orbison, I, I noticed he, you know, Hard working jockey, but Craig Robertson on a Saturday on a on a favourite in the Metro, that's almost unheard of, isn't it? Yeah, you didn't, wouldn't see him in Victoria much, but funny stuff happens up there in Queensland. But he's gone gone up there to retire. I think we, we mentioned on was it last week's yeah, show we sort of spoke about week. Robbo a couple of times. He's ridden Britannicus in the past. He can get a bit of an angry angry ant, but I, I really like uh, what I saw with Mass Destruction. I loved his uh, him motoring late. I'm not sure if Barrier One's going to be in the right spot, Tommy, but. Um, Definitely, you've found, the I think, the right horse, right yard. And if there's any whiff of money for this horse, gee, I yep. tell you what, you'd be uh, very, very wary, this horse, mass destruction. Like, back last preparation, he had really good, um, that three-year-old open company form. Um, he's always destined to be able to do something. And, like, Golan's really good with his track bias as well. So I'm sure he'll be absolutely giving it to Dolan beforehand, telling him exactly how to ride the horse and, um, where to be in the straight. Um, if the mass rain does um, does come and you are, are able to kind of run on, um, I think a horse who could really run a big race here is Blondo. Um, yep. He just didn't um, handle the really firm track there at the Gold Coast um, last start on Magic Millions Day. And his two best runs um, previous to that, I think they were both on rain-affected tracks, one of those being... Um, 
was in the Golden Eagle, Silver Eagle behind Counter Rupee and um, Ellsberg and whatnot in name. Um, that was a really big run, and the stables always had a big opinion of him. He's going to get the right kind of suck run from gate two, which is what you like to see with Waller runners, and Pike is on board. Um, and if there is a little bit of tempo up front, I think Soxagon, as you said earlier, um, the weight is a bit, of a bit of an issue for him, but he's got a lot of class on this field. And his um, first up run behind, um, I think it was Rohirin, um or Kementari, one of those good alpha runners last preparation, was absolutely enormous. Mm. Any, uh, I think there are uh, a couple of good bets that you found there. Any, uh, I guess, dating advice or advice for Nico Noonan on the driving on Friday night? You're an absolute slitherer. So what's your uh, your biggest tip or do or don't for the uh, the, the second date here? <laughs> mm, second. Uh, I, haven't la- I haven't lasted long enough to get to the second date in a long time. <laughs> but... Um, I go just definitely stay calm. Make sure you don't get the um the sweaty hands. Make sure you don't get too nervous because that's always a big turn off. And um, got to go. Got to get some good um. What? Go the Lynx Africa deodorant beforehand as well. An old classic. Thanks, Turbo. I uh, yeah <laughs> might try and ca- get you out at uh, catch you out at the track. I might go to the races on Saturday just for. Uh, Bit of refreshing. I might take the laptop out and uh, go harass the boys and have a bit of a day at the races for a bit of a change. But um, thanks for joining us, Turbo. And uh, make sure you head to macbet.com.au if you want those uh, their analysis. You saw how good they were at uh, the Gold Coast Magic Means. They're really disciplined, those blokes. And uh, Johnny McLeod's a superstar bloke, and so is uh, Tommy Turbo, despite our uh, ongoing banter. But uh, fantastic uh, timing from thanks, uh, John Walter who will um, we might just take a little bit of a break, but uh, he's up at the bar. Big Red, uh, the Ginger Ninja has entered the building for uh, the final day of the stream, which is fantastic stuff, and uh, we're just about to preview Gosford, so we might sub one of the Noonan boys out for the look at Gosford, and uh, Mike Walt's up. We'll take uh, the shortest of short breaks for uh, two or three minutes as we uh, mic up Walt, and we'll preview a couple on uh, the Gosford feature day there. Welcome back to uh, Bet Doctor Live in studio with Nico Noonan, and I'm your host, Scoot, and Walt has joined us. And as soon as Walt comes into the building, bang, fire alarm goes off. I tell you what, have you got a, a tracking device? I'm going to have to check your ankles to see if you've got a bracelet from uh, Mark Van Gessel and Racing New South Wales. I'm Mate. surprised they let you into the state. Mate, 4.30am <laughs> starts aren't really, well, not when I leave the house anyway, and then uh, I went to the wrong terminal, about a 14k walk to get my bag that I should never have had to check, I walked in here, the fire alarm's gone off, it's actually pretty much business as usual. <laughs> so you're happy, you're hang- are you ready for DK? Where is he? You told me he's here. <laughs> the only reason, like, I, you know, I would have done this for 20 million, but I, I do it to see DK walk in and he's not here. In at low. Yeah, well, that's that's his middle name these days, the way he's bloody been behaving. <laughs> I think he's setting himself for a big night at the ballet tonight. Uh, Mr Mozart was a good result for you last week. It was a pretty easy watch. I think there was a 100 to 1 chance being backed in your chat room and uh, Mr Mozart got the chocolates. Oh, Dalcini, yeah. Yeah, so absolutely airborne in the wrong races, in those, well, not wrong races, in those uh, high-class filly races and snuck into an even harder race and... Bloody poor old Lee Curtis, he just uh, he just struggles to get him over the line in any grade, but she's absolutely flying. 
Yeah, it was amazing. So uh, you just can't get past the mug sometimes. When mug and Walt line up, it's just auto bet job. But it's a heavy eight now, uh, but it looks like the weather forecast will improve. There's not too much rain around. Mm. Uh, Walt Walt does get a bit of inside uh, mail with a couple of the different tracks. So racingwatch.com.au is where you can find that in the chat room. It's uh, got daily info. If you like betting and hate your missus, definitely uh, sign into his Discord channel. Now, it's the Gosford Cup on Saturday, and let's start having a look at the market. Odds courtesy Top Sport. We haven't got any replays. As we said, Walt's been in transit. Uh, he's been up. He, uh, he's been trying to do the form. He's trying to get ready. And the Gold Coast Cup is the first one we're going to have a look at here. And Great House is a favourite from uh, our friend of the show, Chris Waller. Uh, $3.80 has been uh, backed potentially. Four forty in. Main stage, $5.00. Moroni, seven fifty. Rock, I thought, was a chance. $8. Uh, SD Fenny uh, is $8.50. And Numerian, one of mine, $8.50 from the uh, Annabelle Nisham Yard. I thought it looks ready as well. Cap Fever's uh, next in the market there. But uh, does anything stick out to you there as potential value? Well, well, I think Main Stage kind of has found really sympathetic tracks like leading and uh, last up. It was just the worst field you've ever seen in your life. Like it had to win and it just had to basically show up, put a gap on them, and it's amazing to me that it can show up five dollars in a gosford cup mm. stage it's a dead set midweek horse it's just the same horse that was going around in victoria like two years well, ago that couldn't and, get near it and i think it's won what two of its last four or five and i think it won one race before that so uh, is like, that x Bassett and young x Bassett and young yeah. dk's camp might have been nearly favorite for a derby at, um, yeah ran it like a point. big race in a derby lead up or mm. something like that and then they just that's what that's the challenge that we put out in dk find a Bassett and young horse and get it going <laughs> get a tried horse there's a few. There's a few that you want to <laughs> you want to get them off. There was what they won one yesterday. Old mate tipped in the chat. Like, he's been following up at uh, Tar or something. He shows up first up at Adelaide. The race caller never calls it once. Comes. So I think it was about 28 starts, two wins. You wow. just got to place them well, haven't you? Like there are still opportunities there. You just got to be uh, on the lookout. Um, you want to talk about the race? Oh, yeah, I think it'd be hard to lead and win at, at Gosford on Saturday. The fence will be uh, won't be as sympathetic to leaders. You'll, you'll want to sit just off them and, and get five, six off unless it really dries out. So, um, you know, I haven't had a super strong look at this race. Obviously, Great House and Numerian are, are dropping in grade, whereas Main Stage and a couple of others are coming up. So um, I, at first look, I'd be just trying to find something around Main Stage. It um, doesn't look an easy race, though. To, to assess, no, fair enough. Mm. All right, the next one we're gonna have a look at is the coast, and uh, there's two fighting for favouritism here. It's Dyer Mill from the John O'Shea Yard and then our playboy, who was a good winner last start, uh, Mick Kent. Uh, yeah, there with Timmy Clark, sorry. $5. Old Flame uh, is the next in betting there at $9. Kiku, $10. Kinlock, one of uh, Waltz. Uh, Chartres is 11 Party for one. It's uh, the, the pin-up horse, really, for Racing Watch. <laughs> Keep chasing the money there, and they might have already backed it uh, 18 into 11. Rustic Steel, 11 Steinem, that's uh, the horse that Nico's got on his dunny door, $13. O President, $14. And a horse that I've been chasing, uh, $21. Maurice is my dad. May as well talk about Counter Rupee. I jumped off it last week and uh, nothing surer. Home it goes at a decent price as well. It was uh, a big drifter. I think it was six bucks when we called the show. Out to $10. Dad rang. Did you back it? Of course I didn't. Go away, Gary. Uh, so uh, that's all I want to talk about there. So if Mar- Maurice is my dad, uh, if what, what Walt's saying here is uh, leader's going to have a hard time. But interesting uh, spreading the weights here because you've got our playboy with 60 kilos and then you've got horses like Dye Mill at 52 and uh, a lot of interesting runners here with right down at, at 52 kilos. But um, 
he's going to be sort of making all our playboy uh, maybe in the right part of the track. Yeah, he should sit right behind him. Like Tim will have options. He's drawn to just just camp probably one. One's probably what he's aiming for. He'll, he'll let the, the horse draw on one. Uh, kick up was epic flame, old flame. And uh, you, you would imagine something like Morris's be dad or, or O president comes across and takes it up. Yeah, all the t- all that form ties in well. I, I am half obsessed with this party for one, but I think sort of out to the mile, and and we saw that Mr Mozart was pretty dominant over him last week. Our playboy's form ties in there. Uh, there's a reason he's carrying eight kilos more than than most of these horses. Again, like their uh, diamonds, another sort of let's get it. It probably is a Saturday horse, but um, hasn't proven itself even at that level at this point. And uh, I'm surprised our playboy is probably not like half that price and i actually thought um nico saw steinem was was the 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 value in the race around them i thought horses like kinlock rustic steel are going to struggle to run a mile um party for one for me is not proven that it's going to run a strong mile and uh and then you're sort of into horses like o president who's missed a run old flame you know i'm I'm not too scared of horses like it and kiku i think our playboy you know probably should be closer to two to one than four to one nine to two yeah, and, uh, uh, Nick and I um, spoke off air, and I just sort of so I said, "Oh, your horse might be a chance if they put it in the race." I didn't think it was given much hope last start, Steinem. Mm. Um, but if you knew that Abdullah could camp on the back of, say, an our Playboy, or sit sort of two or three pairs back, and finally put itself into a race, that was a, a runner that could uh, knock off or yeah, and she'll uh, probably sprint be- over the top of the. Our playboy. Yeah, she'll probably be better on the like the drier surfaces than what she copped last start. I think she's. She can handle the wet, but I think she's better on top of the ground. So um, pretty sure I ended up back in her last start in the, uh, what was that, the Queen of the Turf maybe, and she just never got into the race. So look, it's one of those horses we've been talking about recently on the show where you probably just got to forgive that last run on that bottomless heavy track and just mark her off her best. And off her best, she probably shouldn't be $13 here. Like she, she ran an enormous race in the My Classic. Like she is a, a probably borderline group one mare, which would mean yeah. you're probably what, group three class in against the boys. Absolutely, and Gosford traditionally, like a seven or an eight or six or whatever it is, is a six or seven on the fence and a three or a four down the middle, which is yeah, where right. this horse will probably be coming. <laughs> like it's pretty distinct bias, and the, and the track doesn't race near its rating, but it does sort of on the inside there. So um, assuming that horse will uh, Steiner will get to the middle, I'd certainly it won't be going around a loser. Mm. Nice little uh, pearl there, and uh, that's a nice little segue into Mugs Moral. Hi guys. Mugs Morrow this week takes us up to the beautiful central coast of New South Wales to a track, Gosford. Not a track that Mug normally bets at, but he's got a bet on it once a year. So we've scoured the card in between the Warnable races and watching you guys on the live stream, and the Mug is gone. Race nine, the main race, the coast. Number one, our playboy. It was a very good win last start at Randwick on the heavy eight, 1,400. I reckon this is a very good setup. It's gone 14, 15, 14, now back to 16 on a wet track. The form out of the race is red hot. Kerwin's Lane come out. There's a horse out of the snow. It's called Hectora running in a group one up the Gold Coast. It looks like a red hot form race, the race it's coming out of. Loves a wet track, two weeks between runs. Tim Clark on board should be winning this race. So the Mugs moral this week, guys, is race nine, number one, 
our Playboy. Boys, good luck with the rest of the day tomorrow with the live stream Punters Club. And what does the mug say when we find a winner? Go find your bookie. Good luck. Tell you what, there you have it, Walt. It's good that Borco's got you on screen there because I tell you what, he's got his hair cut now, Borco. He's talking about setups. <laughs> I tell you what, if he just locked himself in the cupboard and got rid of his half tan and dyed his hair orange, I think he could just be a little mini-me. Like, what about getting up at 4.30 in the morning for a stitch-up? Like, you've sent me... You've sent him in on our playboy, surely. Like, he's never been that articulate in his career. He's talking set-ups. He's talking where it's going to be in the run. He even, you know, betting at Gosford for the first time in his life or something. The mug's evolving. The, the mug is evolving. Now he's gone to another level, and I, and I, and I feel like um, you may be having him the coaching sessions with... Uh, the boys, he's not in the cupboard or something, is he? He's not here. <laughs> he's definitely not here. If he pops it out. would be a great move if we if he popped out of the kitchen. I he, think it would lose you for the day. If he in with the bag over his back, <laughs> big AP, Australia Post. It's probably the only thing that we've missed. We should have got the uh, the mug down just to terrorise you, Walt, for the day. God, I think it had ended tears somehow. But um, let's have a quick look at top slot steamers because we've got to take a little bit of a break for... Um, Steinem, 13s my, into 10s. My TV... <laughs> <laughs> TV uh, engineer here. Uh, Morfittville, uh, race five at number seven. Uh, extremely lucky. Mark Zara, Will Clark, and dangerous combination there. It's already into $6. It's against Marine Run, Marine One, sorry, Bacchanalia, General Bow. Uh, and there, the horse is hard in the market there. So great combination, Zara and Clark. And if it's ready, Someone was talking to me about Zara's got down in the weights to ride something. Is it for the Freedman somewhere? Probably Argentia yeah. in the big race, which is going Yeah, it's an intro. I was, I was sort of half listening. 55 today. kilos yeah. Argentia. 55 kilos Argentia. Argentia. Yeah. And Nico gave it a push. He, he likes it. Yeah, well. We've he, backed it before. Yeah, and he's uh, he's not a big fan of riding 55 at the best of times, mm. Zara, so uh, it must be going okay. All right, and uh, I'll tell you what, the, uh, the Top Sports team has been finding some form of late. I think uh, they've found two middle pitters in the last two weeks, so um, they've definitely sharpened their act up there, or whoever's betting early is uh, finding the right horses. Uh, this one is Gold Coast Race 6, number 8, Dynasties, 500 at $16. This is a nice little combination, Snowden and J-Mac, Barrier 9. Uh, this is the horse I've been waiting for. Don't know if it's ready to go yet, but... Um $16 about it after its first up runs, you know, going to be pretty handy in most races. It's probably on the way to an Oaks. Hmm. In the bracelet, pretty strong market there. Gypsy Goddess, Gin Martini, Canadian Dancer, mm. uh, good last start winner. Um, and then you've got Secret Tales and Horse Light. So very competitive uh, little field, that one. Giving them a lot of fitness. Yeah, the rest of them, only second up, they're all hard fit. Hmm. All right, and the last one here is uh, Caulfield Race 9, number 9, Flash R. Uh, 1000 at uh, $4.80 here. Uh, this is an interesting one from the Bussett and Young Camp. Uh, it's smashed into $4 here, the Lucas uh, Cranick horse. It's a really tricky one because you've had Milford scratched out of the Warnable Cup that it's got to uh, meet, and I guess they're, they're at similar quotes now. This is uh, Flash R's $4, and then you've got a horse like Milford at three ninety, dollars who's uh, just starting to find his feet, Milford. Yeah, look, if we, if we had known this, like, Last night, that Milford was coming out of the Warnable Cup, probably would have previewed that race because I reckon he's he's a good chance there at Caulfield to knock off Flash Up. Probably looks like there's only two chances. Secret Blaze maybe comes into the game a little with Maddie Lloyd with a tail up after yesterday getting the uh, result in the Wong Goom. She might have a bit of confidence off that, but um, yeah, Flash Up was good last start. His first up run was really good in a high rating race. There's been a lot of form to come out of that, and then last start just 
Um, not everything probably went his way there. So barrier one, he'll need a little bit of luck. He doesn't have a lot of early speed, but I'd be thinking Milford might have a bit more ability. Mm. All right, that's it. Nice little cameo performance. You've done uh, a, a quarter of the show, Walt, but uh, your uh, input's been uh, invaluable. Can we keep it to that sort of, I like that, like short, sharp sprints, that's me. I might just, just do that every week. Yeah. Oh, well, you turn up 20 minutes late, so yeah. it's... I normally do. We'll, we'll, we'll just stop waiting for you and get the show on the road. <laughs> Uh, it's easier for everyone, but uh, fingers crossed it's easy for uh, Mug, Punner and Walt. They've lined up on our Playboy. We'll see if he can uh, cart the big weight, 60 kilos. Hopefully uh, for Nico Noonan, he gets a result on Friday night. Hopefully Steinem, but more importantly, we get a result for the uh, the bulldozer stream and uh, we can just uh, take Tristan's money. We're a chance. I think we're a good chance today. Big chance. DK uh, was under attack on Tuesday night from some of the trials. What are you guys, what are you boys doing? We took the bank from 48 to 90. And then uh, we tried to absolutely launch into the stratosphere and uh, get a really big lead coming into this final day. It didn't really go our way. We still got uh, 65K in the locker. So uh, enter Walt and hopefully we can uh, tear him apart at Wagga and Hawkesbury and all over the place today. But uh, good luck over the weekend. Hopefully we've found, we've definitely found a couple of horses to pot and bet around. So make sure you, uh, you uh, do it uh, tactically on Saturday and uh, a big weather watch for a couple of tracks there because it's uh, potentially going to be... Uh, Pretty bleak at a couple, and uh, just careful of the rail at Gosford. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. Well, we can't lose today actually, because one way DK is going to explode, either for victory <laughs> or depression. So <laughs> everyone's in for a winner. See you guys. <laughs>